Friend, it's finally here, the Redeemed Midlife CEO. This is the system and support that you need as a busy Christian woman entrepreneur who's committed to building your God-given life and business as a wise steward to ultimately build his kingdom. Imagine no longer staying on the busyness merry-go-round that keeps you feeling like you're just going in circles with results that are a little topsy-turvy, but instead being firmly planted in God's truth about who you are and what you're called to in your life and business. And with practical time management tools in hand, you can start experiencing the fruitfulness you long for, all the while working less hours so you can be more present in your life. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You just need someone to show you how. And to make it even easier to not put off your business or life till after the holidays, and start redeeming your time right now, through December 14th, I am offering $1,000. Yes, you heard that right. $1,000 off the Redeemed Midlife CEO, which will take you on a 12-month journey. Yes, an entire year. So you can truly shift everything in both your heart and calendar when it comes to how you're spending your time. Why 12 months? Because it takes time to really do the inner work and implement new habits and systems in a way that doesn't fade away like all the other programs, planners, or all start January 1st plans that you've tried in the past. The Redeemed Midlife CEO will help you to go from busyness to fruitfulness with less stress and time wasted and more peace and presence to who and what matters most. But warning, it isn't a course. It's something completely different. This faith-centered group gives you access to my customizable system through self-paced modules, plus substantial ongoing support you won't find anywhere else, including significant one-on-one personal access to me. And all of it is inside of a community consisting of committed, like-minded Christian women entrepreneurs just like you. It's truly the best of all worlds with individual and group and one-on-one access. This, my friend, is how everything will transform about your time in both your life and business in 2024, or help you take things to that next level. It's how you can transform how you view and use your time as a gift from him, as a kingdom-focused CEO, so you can take back control of your thoughts, your calendar, your to-do list, or better yet, ditch those never-ending lists of should-dos in both your life and business because you know exactly where to focus and when. The Redeemed Midlife CEO will lead you through my simple four-step process to realign your life, redeem your time, redesign your business, and refocus your growth. And it's not just about learning. It's about doing with consistency to eliminate the knowing-doing gap and the stop-start cycle you've been experiencing on your own. That way, you can show up to your business fully present and guilt-free and show up to your life fully present and distraction-free. Girl, this is where things really change. So what are you waiting for? CEOs, aka Christ-empowered operators, don't wait until January 1st. And they don't wait until tomorrow either. Because when you join us by December 14th, you get access to these incredible bonuses. 52 biblical midlife and business belief mindset prompts, a midlife personal growth book study and reflection discussions, a jumpstart your with God business vision and planning guide, plus 
weekly co-working and accountability coaching sessions. And if that isn't enough, you also get an exclusive invitation to join me for a live with God business vision workshop before the holidays to get what he's put on your heart onto paper and start creating your with God plans for the next year. So that way you can fully unplug to just be with family and friends and you'll be ready to roll when the new year comes around. Sound like something you need? I thought so. That's why I created it, especially for women like you. So before we hop into today's workshop conversation, I want to invite you to take a minute right now, before you get distracted by anything else, to learn more and submit your application right away so we can see if we're a good fit to work together. Just head to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching or click the link in the show notes. And if we are a good fit, I'll invite you to join this exclusive coaching program along with a special code to get $1,000 off before the introductory pricing expires on December 14th. Feel free to push pause now and click the link in the show notes. I'll wait for you. And then we'll dive into today's workshop. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart and a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business, from launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community, oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? You guys, welcome back to day four of the CEOs Don't Wait Till January 1st series. I trust that you're not tired of me, (laughs) but that you've really enjoyed having me as your faith-centered life and business time management coach this week, right? Because here's the thing that I am saying that no other coach out there is saying, your busyness and your business. Notice those words are only one letter apart. Did you ever notice that busyness and business are only one letter different, right? that your challenges in those two areas are not because you have a disordered calendar or to-do list. And I know you hear me saying this over and over again. I will keep saying this till the grave. Like really, it is a disordered heart. 
which is why Proverbs 4.23 is so important, right? Above all else, guard your heart for from it flows everything you do, which includes how you use your time. Okay. So we will keep coming back to heart stuff, regardless of how much you want me to get to your calendar. We'll keep coming back to the heart first. Okay. And today is the last day of the series, kind of, (laughs) but it doesn't have to be the end because this exact time tomorrow. So 12 o'clock central time on Friday, you are invited to have tea with me. If you were here day one, you caught a little glimpse of why I'm drinking tea and why out of this specific cup and why it's been all week. Here's what I did. You guys, I pulled out five tea bags and put them on my counter. And so I've been counting down the days this week of having tea with you guys and then getting to share more of the fullness of that with you in the open house tomorrow. But I'm also going to share with you some really amazing truth that God showed me in his word about where to plant ourselves if we truly want to experience fruitfulness. And it also includes and talks about midlife in the same place. I was like, what? I cannot wait to share. And I am not pulling like, you know, making it try to say something it doesn't. I promise this is what it says. Okay. So this is what is going to help bring about the growth that you are truly desiring, right? In your life and in your business and with the Lord, right? And I'm asking one of my clients who's already working with me to share about the growth that she's experiencing already. And she is just getting started. Okay. So same bat time, same bat channel, 12 o'clock tomorrow. And then on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Central time, We are going to show up with our cozies and our coffee. I will have coffee that time (laughs) and our calendars because that's when we're going to have our live Q&A implementation session. We're going to tie this all up with a bow by making sure that you have your questions answered. Okay. Did I mention that CEOs not only show up, but they also bring questions, right? Because they are here to grow and learn and apply. So we are going to make sure that we get clarity around what we've been talking about as maybe you've tried doing some things and then you ran into some snafus or what you thought were snafus, we're going to see if we can untangle those and we're going to get to work on implementing. Okay. Now, please remember it is not happening over lunchtime. So you will need to set that alarm to remind you, especially if you are one of my Pacific coast girls and it's 7am for you, but come as you are. Okay. This is intended to be cozies and coffee. So I'm not looking for you to be looking like you're in a CEO office. Okay. But Let me just say this before we go into today's content. If you already know that you don't want this to be over, you want to get to keep working with me and get more of this kind of content and this level of support, not to mention all the resources I've already given you some tastes of this week, or I've talked about, right. That are specifically made for you as a busy Christian woman entrepreneur. Then I want to encourage you today to take your next step and submit your application. Okay. The redeem midlife CEO is open. And it, we are going to be officially launching the full program in January, but there are bonuses happening in December for those of you who are not waiting until January. All right. So not only are you going to get all these modules, you're going to get all the coaching, all the accountability, all the bonuses. And I haven't announced this fully yet. You will be invited to a bonus bonus. It is going to happen next Thursday, December 14th, only for people who've already come into the program. This is not open to anybody else. Okay. We are going to do a with God business vision workshop. We are going to sit down. I'm going to take you through a process because this is where a lot of us get stuck. We forgot how to dream and we have no idea. Is this God's voice or mine, right? Like, oh, what if this doesn't feel real, da, 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 right? We have all our things in our heads, right? But we are going to go through a process together 
to get out of our heads and out of our hearts, what he's put there, get it down on paper and start like looking at how we could actually make this something that happens. Right. And then you can fully unplug when time comes to celebrate Christmas. Right. And then when the new, the new year comes, the ball drops in the new year, like you're ready. Cause you've got the vision, you've got some tools and you know, right where to go to get, get started. Cause we're going to be right here. Okay. But that session is only going to be for people who've already said yes to the program. So first step is to fill out the application. If you have not done that yet, you need to go to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. And when you do that and you get approved, then I will be in touch and I will give you a code. Get this. That will give you a thousand dollars off. Merry Christmas to you from me, right? Like, and praise God, I figured out this morning how to make that same code apply to the payment option because we were having issues with that. So yes, you can do the payment option and still get that special pricing, okay? And yes, you can share this special deal with a business bestie or two or a few and you get cash back in your pocket as a thank you when they join. You just have to ask me how to do that. But first, you have to sign up first then I will show you how to do that. Okay. Now, as if this is not already enough, as if we haven't spent enough time together, right? Here's the crazy thing. I decided because I'm the CEO to give an extra gift just for being here. Okay. I've opened up some exclusive busyness breakthrough time slots in my calendar for tomorrow, Friday, and I don't take appointments on Fridays. And then next week, Monday through Wednesday, and I don't usually take appointments on Mondays. But I feel like this is so important because I know um, the vision session on Thursday, I will, I will um, wait until we know for sure who's coming in and then we can decide on the time. So thank you for asking about that. Yes. Come into the program first. We'll figure out the time and it will be recorded if you absolutely can't make it work. But um, so, yeah, I know there's some people out there who are feeling stuck. You're feeling stuck with your time and your business growth and all these other things that you're juggling, right? And you want to know how to get unstuck. And you don't want another year to fly by and look like this one, right? Not that this one was necessarily bad, but like, aren't we about growing, right? Don't you want to be in a different place 12 months from now? So what I want to do is just take some time for us to chat about where you are and where you do want to be a year from now and how you can start taking steps towards that. And this is not a pressure sales call or anything like this is just you and I having a conversation because guess what? It's totally up to you how you do it, right? You're the CEO, I want you to make sure that you have got some really important information to make the most important decision you can. So if you want one of those limited spots before they fill up, you need to go to redeemhertime.com forward slash breakthrough. Okay. Redeemhertime.com forward slash breakthrough. And that is where you can schedule one of those spots. And I will be closing my calendar next week so that I don't get any more appointments on Fridays and Mondays. There's a reason why I don't take appointments on those days. And I will teach you that inside the program. Okay. But you know, who gives us the biggest breakthroughs, the Lord. So we are going to pray and invite him to be part of this. Okay. Dear father, thank you that you have showed up faithfully every single day this week. And I thank you for these women, these women who have showed up faithfully, whether it's on the live, whether it's on the replay, who are showing up faithfully to the lives and businesses that you call them to even on the really difficult days. And I thank you for the reminder that we are not alone, that you are with us and that you guide us that you protect us from the evil one and that you will show us the way when we trust in you. So I just pray that we will feel your presence today and um, as we move forward and building this life and business with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so yesterday we talked about blocking off your business hours, right? So we talked about deciding two things first. One, when am I not working? 
which I know is the opposite of what all the other gurus out there are telling you. They're telling you, you need to figure out when you're working first and da, 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 right? No, no. We all know our first calling is not to our business. Our first calling is the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Then to the place that we have in our life and then to our business. So we need to block off our time in that order. Okay. So did you decide when you are going to refill? And I encouraged you to not make it just a morning thing and then go up until bed, right? What are you doing also in the evening to reconnect? I had somebody post inside the community today. I thought this is great. She's like, I realized I was working up until bedtime. And so I scheduled in cuddle time with my husband at night. I'm like, amen. I bet he loves that. Right. And so does she will too. Even though we feel like there's still more to do, guess what? That's the best way you could spend those last, you know, pieces of time before going to sleep, right? So when will you refill? What will that look like? The second thing, how many hours do you want to work a week? Be realistic with where you are right now, but also thinking about your goals for your business, right? You're not going to have, you know, 100K coming in if you're working five hours a week. So you have to be okay with that, right? So how many hours do you want to work? And then what's the, what's kind of the, we, we looked at like, how do you build out some different options, right? Because there's multiple ways to do that. And I love Ashley Anna had a great idea. She's built out her blocks to give in her time. And then she uses Saturday as a bonus day. So it's like, she doesn't depend on Saturday, but if Saturday happens to ching, that was just some extra time that I got to pour into something. So that is a great idea that you might want to do say, okay, I'm committed to 15 hours. And here's how I'm doing my 15 hours Monday through Friday. But then I also am going to have a, I'm going to look each week at my Saturday and say, is there a way to get another hour or two or whatever and not conflict with whatever else I want to be doing that day, right? Like making those decisions is huge. And that is running your business like a CEO, right? Because you are looking ahead, you're being strategic, you're making decisions. You're not just going with the flow. You're not just reacting to life all day long, right? You are trusting that, okay, I'm making decisions and the time I invest is enough. And then you're going to let the rest go, right? You're not going to anxiously try to fill every spare minute doing something to feel productive. Promise? Okay. And you're also going to let go of guilt. Remember, we pinky sweared about the guilt yesterday. We are not going to feel guilty when we're working and we're not going to feel guilty when we're not working because CEOs don't work 24 seven and they know the value of filling up before pouring out and after. So that way you can be fully present right? Amen. Drop amen in the chat. If you're here live and you're like, yes, I'm with you. Okay. Now, but I know again, because we talked about this yesterday, a lot of you are sitting here as a solopreneur and you're thinking, Lissa, this is, this is all great, but like, this is not reality. Like everything is on my shoulder. I am the brand builder. I'm the content creator. I'm the sales strategist. I'm the marketing maven. I'm the reach out responder. Need I go on <laughs> on top of the dish scrubber, the grocery shopper, the holiday planner, the laundry sorter, the dinner maker, whatever else is on your list, right? There is lots you could be doing. So if you saw my Facebook live this morning, I was in my husband's workspace in the garage, right? And I said, hey, if I wanted to build a birdhouse, I wouldn't just start grabbing random tools and random pieces of wood and random screws and hoping if I bang around enough <laughs> that something resembling a birdhouse is going to one day emerge, right? Not a very good plan. Not a very good use of time and energy. And then what's the other thing we do? And I see him doing this all the time. He was trying to fix our garage door before he left on his big trip. And he didn't know because why something wasn't working. So what did he do? He did what we all do right now. He went to YouTube, right? There are all kinds of people out there. It's amazing how many people are out there trying to tell you how to fix your garage door. 
And the funny thing is, in certain states, it's illegal to. I think California is one of them because of the fact that these coils could spring back on you. But that's a whole other thing. But anyway, I can't tell you how much time he wasted looking at different people's videos and trying what they said or going, that's not going to work before I even try it or whatever, because he was trying to find the person who actually knew what they were talking about and, and knew what his problem was, right? But that's what we do with our businesses, right? We listen to this person on this podcast and this person over here on social media and this person that's maybe in our upline and this person who's a mentor and this person who's right. And then we put it all together and we're like, if I do all these random things, I'm going to have this great business, right? Okay. So as we're thinking about this, because I know this is, this is probably what's in your head right now, but Lisa, I don't know exactly what to do. Like God didn't give me a step A, step B, step C, all the way through Z. And this is how we fully complete this thing, right? He just said to take the next step and trust me. And let's take the next step, right? So we get these thoughts coming up in our head about knowing what to do when we actually do sit down to those work blocks to create results that are significant and not just waste our time, right? Okay, so guess what we're going to do? We are going to run a steer belief map, ah, right? You are not getting away from this. You are not getting away from this. Neither am I, because when we look at the fact that our beliefs steer our results, the problem is always in our hearts and what we are believing, right? This is where the change starts happening. So grab your paper. You're going to write steer vertically, then the word truth horizontally, and then steer vertically again. It's really important you have steer in there twice, not just once, because we're not going to stay with where it started, okay? Okay, so S, our situation today is my business task list, okay? I know you got a lot of other things to do too, but today we're talking about our business task list, so we're going to make it specific. What is a thought that you often have about what you should be doing? Anyone want to unmute or drop in the chat? What you tell yourself, what you think. Mine would be, I don't know how to fit it all in Okay. with all the other, with all the other things in my different roles, task list. Okay. I don't know how to fit all in. That's a good one. I don't even know what I should be doing, right? That's it's fine. one thing to not feel like you have the time, but it's another thing to be like, I don't even know what the heck I should be doing when I sit down to do this, right? We'll talk about that in just a minute. Okay. So whatever your version of, the, of your thought is, write that down next to T. What's the thought you're thinking? Probably on repeat. Probably not the first time it came up. Okay, our E is emotion. When you are believing, I don't know what I should be doing, or I don't have time to do the things that I know I should be doing, what feelings are coming up? Doubt, fear, indecision, anxiety, stress, anything positive? Probably not. Okay, our next E is execution. When you are feeling that and thinking and believing that, what are you doing or not doing? Are you doing all the random things, trying to just pull at straws? Are you doing everything that you think you should? Because that's what this person said and this person said and this person said, so it must be better if I put all three of these together. Or are you the, forget this, I'm doing nothing. Going for the ice cream, right? I'm gonna have to go find me some good coffee ice cream after our conversation yesterday. Yeah, multitasking, right? Yes, <laughs> that's another one, right? Are we multitasking? Are we doing, yeah, because we're trying to get all these things fit in this time. So if I do more than one, one at once, we talked about yesterday, what happens, right? Or emergencies, I love that, right? Whatever's the, whatever's the fire, that gets my attention. 
And that doesn't mean it's most important. So what are the results? Guess what? You don't get it done and you don't know what to do when you sit down and it's on repeat every day. You keep sitting down and you still don't get it done or you still don't know what to do. So guess what? You don't grow. Okay. All right. But we're not staying there. Here's the truth that came to me again, find your list of verses. But when I was praying about this, what came to me was Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, including your business, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He will show you what to do. He will equip you with the time you need to do the things he's called you to. Not everything you think is on your list that should be, right? Yeah. Okay. So S, situation, still the same. My business task list. But what is your new thought if you are believing Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? How about when I trust him, he will guide me in what to do. And he will give me the time. Not only will he show me what to do, he'll provide the resources to do it, which includes my time, right? Or some version of that. That other belief we had wasn't even true. This one is true because it's based on his word that we know is true. So E, what's the emotion coming up? When you're believing that when I trust him, he will guide me and he will provide for me. What are you feeling? Calm. Clear, confident, peace, power, hope. Love those. Yeah, calm, rest. We're still doing, but it's not a striving doing, right? There's a difference, right? And so then what's our execution? First, we seek him, right? We submit all of our ways to him, right? We listen before we jump off and start doing things. And then hopefully we follow (laughs) what he showed us, right? And then we're okay with and let go of the guilt if we don't get to the end of the list. And then what kind of result do we have? Yeah, I actually know what to do when I sit down and I actually get things done. Maybe not perfectly, that's okay, right? It's way different when we are building on what he says. What a difference when we put on, depend on his truth and what a difference when it doesn't all depend on us, right? Never alone, with, 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 with. That is our word forever, okay? So we came in this week thinking our problem was a disordered life and business, and we discovered it's really a disordered heart. And then we thought our problem was, well, I've got disordered actions. But we said, nope, it's really disordered thoughts. And then it was all the rolls, all the balls, all the whatever, right? But really it was disordered priorities and foundation. And then yesterday we talked, well, I just have this disordered calendar because I don't have the, these business lists, you know, I don't have my business hours scheduled, but really it was disordered focus, right? So now you have these tools. You have a tool to take your thought captive and believe what God says. You have a tool to assess your balance, right? And see maybe where things are out of alignment. You have a tool for doing that time blocking to make sure you're getting business and non-business hours in. So today we're going to address that struggle of what do you do when you sit down to work? Okay, great, Lissa. I've committed, I'm working, you know, three days a week for five hour blocks. That's a lot of time to fill. What in the world am I going to do? Or it goes really fast. I don't get to everything I think I should. Okay. So I'm curious where you guys are coming in. Tell me which is true of you most often. Okay. When you sit down to a work block, do you A, 
feel like you have too many things you should do and it's this never ending to-do list. You can't get to everything. Or B, you feel like you have no idea what you should do and you're kind of like looking at a blank page and like trying to go, okay, so I got this time, but what in the world am I going to do with it? Just curious where you are. A, too many things that you think you should do or B, no idea what you should do. Too many things, okay. Combo, yeah, depends on the day. Okay, oh, good, okay. It, 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 not sure what order too, right? Yeah, because what do we do? We brain dump a list. And of course, what do we do? You start at the top of the list, duh. <laughs> Except that doesn't mean that's the most important thing just because it was at the top, right? Both ways, either way is gonna leave you spinning your wheels, both emotionally and physically and mentally and whatever other way, right? Okay, so that's where we wanna stay. So our untrue belief number four, we're, I'm kind of switching this up backwards again. So I'm giving you the wrong belief first, even though your workbook says otherwise, it, that busy Christian women entrepreneurs have is that they think the secret to success is the right to-do list. I call it a should-do list. Okay, we think that if I have the right list, if I know A, B, C, and D, then I'm gonna fix all my problems. But really what I'm gonna show you is it's really disordered responsibilities. Am I really responsible for these things? And what am I responsible for? Because there are some tasks that you as the CEO of your business do need to take on, but there are some ones that you don't. And guess what? It's not the same for every CEO. Like, do you show up on multiple social platforms or do you ditch social media, right? Do you do a weekly podcast or a weekly blog? Do you follow up after 24 hours or 48 hours? You send one email a day or one email a month, right? right? Like, there's all kinds of options and you're not wrong or right to do one or the other. There are a lot of what I called shouldas out there on the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Okay. So we're talking about the shouldas today. Okay. So I'm curious, what is something you feel like you're told quote unquote, or you think quote unquote that you should do. Okay. This is not a, like, I know for sure this is something I should be doing. This is something that's like beyond really what you need to be doing. And this may depend on the season of your business as well, because at certain seasons, certain things matter more than others. But what's something that you're hearing or thinking, well, gosh, she's doing this. I should be doing that. Well, this expert teaches this method. So I should be dancing and pointing fingers. Well, this person says you should go on live every day. So I should be doing that more often. Right. And then we feel this guilt because we're not. So it's the thing that you feel guilt about not doing. Okay. You can unmute or you can type it in. Might be easier to say than spell, but I was going to say that I do feel like I should do like Instagram and reels and YouTube and all that just because I have like a visual medium. And I think there's some truth in there, but there's probably a like pared down version of it that I can really laser beam focus on. So that's kind of where my struggle is with like one of my shoulds that kind of makes me feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think you should do something and then you're not... Yes, then you feel bad and you feel bad because if you would have done it, you probably would have had the successful business or been growing, you know, faster. That's what we tell ourselves. Okay. Any other examples? I think mine would be like onboarding a certain number of new clients every month. Yeah. Yeah. And then we feel bad if we don't hit that one month. Right. So if we put the number out there of 10, nothing, nothing wrong with setting a goal because it gives us something to work towards. But then what happens on the month that we only have five or even the month we have nine, right? We tend to look at the, the gap, 
how far we were from that versus, wow, I got, I brought in nine people and I am changing nine people's lives or in your example, Ashiana, wow, I did one live this week and it was amazing. Instead of feeling guilty that I didn't do seven or however many we thought we should, right? Like, are we looking at the gain or are we looking at the gap? And that's, you're right. The shoulds usually make us look at the gap, right? Here's the first question I think we need to ask. Who determines what you should do? Okay. Who determines what you should do? I feel like here's what it's, it's probably one of these options or maybe a combination. It may be all the above. Number one, we have experts and gurus that are trying to sell you their system, right? And so we think we should do it because so-and-so said, but really that's because this is how they're making money. If they, you know, make you think you should do something. Okay. Then we have the people that, you know, they're not trying to sell us a system, but they're just more successful than us. Right. So they're trying to show us our method, but maybe they don't have kids at home at all. And so they have all this time. Or maybe they actually have a whole team of people behind them and they're not doing it all themselves. Or maybe they do have a bajillion followers. And so that percentage of people who actually notice what you put out there is larger than, you know, is a bigger number than you're like, whatever it is, right? Or maybe it's our own comparison that tells us what we should do, right? We're always trying to find, what am I missing? What's the secret sauce? What's the, you know, like, I mean, I remember being in that day where I was like, tell me your secret, tell me your secret. What am I missing? What am I not doing? I must not be doing the right things or enough or, you know, like, or what about this one? Well-meaning family and friends. People who have no idea what to do in a business because they are not business owners. Let me just give you permission. You don't have to listen to them. You can smile and nod your head and say, thank you. And then you can walk away. And if you need to, if it's somebody you can, you could actually like, you know, block or unfriend. But if it's somebody in your own home, you probably don't want to just be like, eh every time they start talking, but you do not go to a mechanic for a toothache. So beware of the advice that you get from people who don't know. Okay. But also be discerning about what you get from people who do know, because just because it worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you or doesn't mean this is what you're supposed to do. Right. Ultimately who gets to decide you right with, and I love you put this in there, Chesney with God leading as chairman of the board, right? Because the two of you together know your calling, you know your best client, and you know what you have to offer and how you can serve her, okay? So Chesney beat us to it, but here's my question. Who are you going to listen to of that list that we just talked about? The experts, the successful people, your own comparison, well-meaning family and friends, or the Lord, Right. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a duh, but really it's like, we have to intentionally make that decision because otherwise we're doing, we're going to all those other ones or we're hearing them inadvertently. And then we're letting it actually be what influences what we do. Okay. Now I want to show you guys something that God showed me last week. And I actually talked about a verse a couple of days ago on day one from second Corinthians nine, eight, about how God will abundantly supply all that we need in all times to having all the, like it was all the alls. Remember that? So last week I was, I was, I was struggling with a little bit of lack of, in an area and God drew my, my eye down to verse 10. So second Corinthians nine, 10. So two verses later, and here's what it says. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will himself supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Wow. You as the CEO, you are the sower, right? You're the one planting the seeds, but where did you get the seeds? What did it say? You didn't make them up yourself. He supplied them, right? He gave you the idea. He's giving you the conversations. He's giving you this offer. He's giving you whatever those things are, right? And you know what else he supplies? It says not only does he supply the seed, he supplies the bread for food. 
And I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this because God gave me a huge aha a couple of weeks ago that I believe our daily bread living in a time in society that we don't wake up and go, do I have enough bread for today? I think our daily bread is our time, right? When you think about the Israelites and how they were dependent on the Lord for that daily bread, they couldn't save up from yesterday. They couldn't like not eat the full amount one day to have enough for tomorrow. Every day they woke up, it was a new day and they had to start over again. And when my pastor asked us at church a couple weeks ago, what is your daily bread? What is it that you have to depend on God every day because you can't produce it on your own? I was like, immediately, I was like, time, my time. I can't save time left over from yesterday that I didn't use. I can't borrow from tomorrow. Every day I wake up and I'm trusting him for 24 hours. Wow. But when we believe that he is the supplier and the multiplier that will bring fruitfulness, that harvest it talks about, right? That sounds like a lot less busyness scouring the internet for the seeds that I think I should sow and then working tirelessly to try to make them grow. Amen. Right. But often as entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs, we are random. We are doing random tasks at random times for random reasons. We are piecemealing together all these things we hear from all these other voices, right? Everyone's advice. And what kind of results are we getting? Okay. The verse was 2 Corinthians 9, 10. Yes. Thank you for asking that. Okay, I live in a rural area, but I'm not a farmer. Okay, so but I got to thinking, I was like, if a farmer was random about those seeds, because I'm thinking God just used the, the 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 seed example, so let's go with it, right? What kind of harvest do you think a farmer would get if they were just random with the seed that they were putting out and where they were putting it out and when they were putting it out and how they were putting it out? They're going to get a lot of randomness and unfruitful harvest, right? So what does a farmer do? They intentionally do the things in the right order at the right time. Now, scripture uses the example of farming a lot. And so as I was going through this, I'm like, okay, how can I like, again, go back to your word, Lord, because we want to use this as our foundation. And I found this passage in Isaiah. And again, like, I'm like, seriously, I just did a Bible in a year plan. I don't remember reading this a couple months ago, but you know how God enlightens something at the right time for the reason he has. So this is Isaiah 28. Verses 24 through 26. And it says, when a farmer plows for planting, does he plow continually? Does he stay in that stage or season? Does he keep on breaking up and working the soil? When he has leveled the surface, does he not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spelt in its field? I love this part. This is where it all comes together. For he is rightly instructed. His God teaches him. How does the farmer know what to do when? God tells him, right? Like, how amazing is that? And what are the chances my husband's literally calling right now? But I'm to mute him. Sorry, honey. Love you. Okay. Like, I don't know if you, anybody else has ever seen this passage before. I'm like, where was this? Right? Verse again, Isaiah 28, 24 through 26. Thank you for asking. Okay. So I did a little digging because I'm not a farmer, even though I live in a rural farming area, right? Like what was the meaning of this? Because again, I am not, I pet peeve pulling verses out of context to make them say something that we want them to say versus what God wanted to say. So here's the background I found, okay? This is not me. This is the research I did. So do your own digging. Isaiah is instructing the leaders of Jerusalem to pay attention, to pay close attention to what he's about to say to them. So when he goes into this dialogue about a farmer who is sowing and then reaping, this is something they would have understood, right? They live an agrarian lifestyle, unlike us. We go to the store, right? We don't really think about how it got there. We just go pick it up, right? 
Okay, so, but Isaiah knows that they're going to get this. So he compares the work of a farmer to the work of God, right? He points out the farmer does not begin to plow and then just plow forever. He moves on to the next stage, right? He first plants, then he harvests, then he threshes, then he grinds and so on, right? And so just as the farmer knows what to do and when, so too God knows what to do and when, and he is a good teacher. Wow. Right. And this was applied directly to the situation they were in, which was <laughs> Babylon. Ah, a lot of bad stuff going on around us. Like, does God know what he's doing? Right. We're applying the same principle to our business and what we're supposed to do in it. Right. So he is the one who shows us how to use wisely all the time we have. Like we talked about from uh, Psalm 90 verse 12 the other day, knowing what it's a season for. Right. I don't see the farmers around me planting right now. They just finished harvesting and they're not going to plant again until spring right? So what to do and when to do it and in what order, right? So are we seeking the master gardener or master farmer for wisdom when it comes to what to do in our business? It was so cool. When I was working through my own steer belief map in my quiet time this morning, I was, I was, you know, working through a belief that I had and the direct passage that God brought to me for that situation, I think applies here as well. First Corinthians three verses six through seven, that says I planted Apollo watered, but God gave the growth right? So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but God who gives the growth, right? Yes. God's the one who makes it grow, but yes, we still actively do our part. We do prepare ground. We do plant seeds. We do water them, but he brings the growth and he helps gives us wisdom, right? He guides as the chairman of the board. He guides us as the CEO in what to do when, okay? So if you want to get advice from the master farmer gardener, planter, supplier, multiplier, <laughs> drop him in the chat, right? Like no more, like making it about all these other people out here or even that voice inside here, right? But yes, easier said than done because we still are going, okay, well, I still, I don't still, that doesn't help with my to-do list, Lisa, right? And what I'm not supposed to do, right? When I sit down to work, I want to know exactly what to do. So I don't waste time trying to figure out like what to do or where I left off or what can, what comes next, right? So I'll walk you through three steps to start building well-ordered workflows, okay? Now, first, what's a workflow? So here's our definition. A workflow is a flow of work. I'll give you a little bit deeper definition though. So since you paid to be here, no, just kidding, this is live. So no, I'll give you more than the free answer, okay? A workflow is a system for managing repetitive processes and tasks which occur in a particular order. I will say that again, don't worry. And this is on replay. A workflow is a system for managing repetitive processes and tasks which occur in a particular order. I'm guessing most things you do in your business are repetitive. They're not just a one and done. Sometimes we have that. I just have to do this one thing and I never think about it again. Great. That's easy. Check the box, move on. But most of them are a process and are best in a particular order. So instead of being random, right? All the time, what if we actually had an order we do them in? You do, you already do this, right? Like when you're cleaning your dishes, you scrape, then you wash, then you dry, then you put away, right? You don't change that order or you're not going to get clean dishes. And guess what? You do that every single time you do dishes, right? So now I don't have to think about oh, which do I do first? Or do this or this? Uh, where am I in the process, right? Now it's just so automatic you do it. Or maybe the way you get ready in the morning, which may look a little different for all of us, but you know, you shower, you wash your face, 
Maybe you get dressed and then do your makeup. That's what I do. And then I do my hair, right? And then I'm ready for the day. And maybe again, you have a little different order, but probably when you get ready, it's the same thing, which is why I have found if I'm listening to the podcast or I'm having a conversation while I'm getting ready, cause I got my earbud in, I'm not thinking through my process. And then all of a sudden I'll realize like, oh, I forgot my mascara. Cause I just like went on, I just skipped over that part and went on to the thing after it. Right. So, but yeah, usually we have the same rhythm and routine that we do. Somebody talked about bringing in clients, right? What do you do? You network, you connect and build a relationship with them. You nurture and find out what their needs are. And then if it feels like the right fit, you invite them to work with you and then you onboard them, right? So you have these things, right? That happen in this order. So what you want to start doing is creating and building workflows. So from these, all these random to-do lists, all these, you know, every time we sit down, we may do it different or we have to go back and reinvent the wheel. Like that's a lot of waste of time. So I'm going to give you four C's to build workflows that actually work, okay? And the better you build out your workflows, the more they're working for you and the less effort and energy it's going to take on your part. It's, not, it's also not going to be as much emotion to get that ball rolling because you already know what to do. Wouldn't that feel better? Okay, so the first step, step one is compile. Whether your to-do list, to-dos right now are on scraps of paper, in notebooks, on random softwares on your computer, or in your head, you first need to gather the things you do for your business into one place so you can see it all. Okay, so just curious, those of you who are on live, where do you currently keep your business task list? Is it on random scraps of paper? Is it in notebook? Maybe it's one notebook or a bazillion notebooks. Is it on like some kind of a digital platform or software? Is it in your head? Maybe it's a couple of things. Don't just say all the above. I'd be curious. I, I wanna know like where a little bit more specifically it is. Where is stuff kept right now? And there's no wrong or right, just so you know. Head, note page in my planner. Okay, I have Meister Task, but struggle to go into it. <laughs> okay, so sometimes we have good tools, but we don't always use it. Okay, I will give you a little sneak peek. I love Meister Task. I showed it to my VA yesterday and she was like, oh my goodness, this is going to transform my life because of the way that you can set it up in a simple yet effective way to keep everything in one place so nothing gets forgotten and you don't have to reinvent the wheel every day, week, month, season, year. Would that be helpful? And when you feel like it's flowing and working for you, then I think you're not gonna have that resistance, right? Because we resist the things that are hard, right? But sometimes starting something new is hard too. And we just have to kind of get past that hard, you know, it's hard in the beginning thing. So I will inside the program teach you what I do. But again, that doesn't mean you can be, I'm gonna do it in a notebook and that's totally fine. I would highly recommend not random to-do lists in scraps of paper or post-it notes all over the place. It's just too hard to manage. I would also not recommend all in your head. And we'll talk about why in just a minute, okay? Step two, categorize. Okay, so once you have it all in front of you, right now, all you, all you did was collect. You didn't do anything to judge whether it was good, right, or indifferent. You just collected it, okay? Step two is you're gonna categorize it. And once you start gathering like tasks together, like into buckets, okay, so... Some example buckets might be admin stuff, marketing stuff, customer service, client service, right? Maybe relationship building, personal development, okay? Those are just some examples. Notice which buckets are fuller than others. Are there some that are lacking? Are there some that are overflowing? That's just a sign. Again, we're not making any judgment. Wow, I'm spending a lot of time on this, but like no time on this. Hmm. Let's think about this as a CEO. How is this affecting me? Okay. And inside the program, I'm going to help you think through those most important categories to make sure that you are creating balanced and sustainable growth. 
right? Would you like to know what tasks to focus on so that you have that kind of growth that is producing fruit instead of going, what do I do? What do I do? Do I do this or do I do this? Or do I, you know, do this, all three things, right? Yeah, it's a process to work through. And it's also not a cookie cutter. I'm not going to say, okay, now that you're in my program, you will do, you know, a podcast and a weekly email and, you know, whatever the third thing is, right? No, because it isn't a one size fits all. But the strategizing and how it ties into your vision is that that principle is the same. Okay. All right. Step three is you're going to consolidate. So here's where you're going to get permission to start clearing some space. Okay. I don't mean consolidate, like scrunch more into a smaller space. I mean, like I'm getting rid of stuff. Okay. Because just because you've been doing it doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. How, how many people like that is really nice to hear. Just because you've been doing it, you don't have to keep doing it. Here's, here was what I did for so long. I am a dog with a bone. You give me a bone or you tell me to take the bone and I will, uh, I, I will keep that bone until you rip it out of my mouth, regardless of what it's doing to me. And if it's actually giving me what I want it to, right? I am not letting go. This is, this was a huge thing for me to be able to let go and be like, Hey, Lisa, that's really not producing anything. Stop wasting your time. Ugh. Right. So you got those buckets, right? I want you to think like, okay, so it, maybe I've got 10 things in this bucket. Maybe I have seven, maybe I have 27, right? But what are the top like three things inside each bucket? Cause you don't have time to do everything, even if they're good things, right? Or if you want to get even simpler, one of the things I teach you inside the program is the one thing focusing question. What's the one thing in this one area that I could do. And when I do it, everything else is going to be easier or unnecessary. Like that right there should clear out a lot. And then you let go of the guilt of the tasks that, that don't need to happen, right? Let it go. Let it go. I'm not going to sing to you, but you know, what when, you know, what, what I'm referring to, right? And then you just do that one thing. And then guess what? If you get to a point where you want to pick up something else in that area, great. Or you hire somebody to take something off your plate so you can pick up something else. Great. But if not, it's okay. Right? So right now, this is always the hardest thing is letting something go right now, whether you're listening live or you're on the replay, I want you to write down one current task that you have been doing, whether it was consistent or not, I don't care, right? That you're like, as a CEO, I'm deciding it can go. It really doesn't matter or doesn't matter right now. And it's just, no, you know what? I'm not going to hold on to this and then feel guilty because I should have done it and I didn't. And if anyone who's on live would be willing to drop yours in the chat or unmute, I would love to hear what is it for you? And again, what you may be letting go of, maybe there's something that the next person's saying, this is my one thing and that's okay, right? Sometimes we feel like everything matters, Lissa. I can't let anything go. Ah, what's going to happen if I don't do this? I'll share. Hi. I have a, a pen, like a need to keep social media going. So even when I don't produce content, I'm always scrolling to find something to repost. So that's why I'm kind of producing content. Wow. So I'm going to let that one go. Yeah, right. Guess what? The world's not going to go off its axis if Aaron doesn't post something, you know, every single day of the week. In fact, when you learn that statistically, like one to 3% of your followers even see it in the first place, why am I stressing out about the fact that I have to go find something? Eh, right? When I have something of value to post, I'll post it. I love that. That's a great one. That's a great one. Anybody else have something specific? Think through that, okay? Your, your part of your homework is going to be let something go. Okay. We're going to pick up some things just meant, but we're going to let some things go. And inside the program, I take you through my four D's process, right? We're going to simplify and eliminate. We're going to prune. 
Pruning does not feel good in the process, but it allows more time and energy to go to the things that are producing fruit. Okay, so it is a good process. Step number four is commit to tasks as a CEO. Okay, commit to tasks as a CEO. So commit is your word, right? Permission to not do all the things in your list, right? Because what happens when you try to do too much? You're spread too thin, nothing gets done well, and nothing gets results. But what does a CEO to do? They do, well, they decide first what matters, what needs to be done, and then they do what needs to be done, right? And they leave the rest because they, they're invested in this bigger vision and they know where they're going and it's okay. Yeah, there maybe are 30 other things that could help get in that direction, but they've chosen the one or two that are most important. And as a CEO, you get to decide what matters most to move you forward, right? And then when you do, you decide how, how often am I going to do this? Is this a daily thing? Is this a weekly thing? Is this a monthly thing? Is this a seasonal thing? And then stick with it consistently. I like to say for at least six months to give time for the fruit to come out. How long does it take for fruit to come out on your fruit trees? It's going to take you about six months, maybe a little bit less, depending on what what kind of tree it is, right? But if we're expecting the fruit day two or even day 22, or, you know, it's we're going to be disappointed because it takes time for that fruit to come out. So on the bottom of your workbook page, you see four boxes. And they are those four different timeframes I just listed, the daily, the weekly, the monthly, the seasonally. What I want you to do, you can start this now, you can finish this in your homework, is to decide what is something I'm committed to, to doing daily. Now, when I say daily, that does not mean seven days a week. We already said we're taking Sabbath off, okay? So it also doesn't necessarily mean six days a week, right? So like say say posting is that thing you're doing, right? But guess what? If, if you're, if you've, blocked off your work hours and you're only working three days out of that, then your daily will be three times, right? It doesn't mean every day of the week. It means every day that I am working on whatever this is, right? There are some things we should be doing daily and we go more into those details inside the program. What's one thing you're to commit to doing weekly? Just has to happen once a week. Doesn't have to happen more often than that. One thing. What's something you're going to commit to monthly? My husband really wants me now. He's called me twice. (laughs) Sorry, honey. Um, What's something that you're going to commit to seasonally? I'm just going to send him a quick message across the ocean. Um, Okay, hold on. I got to watch. I got to see which one I'm in. Um, There are two threads. And sometimes um, I have actually messaged him a personal thing inside of the group one. And then like, yeah, I was like, oh, shoot. Um, So anyway. I'm just telling I'm in this. I'll, I'll call you back. Okay. All right. I am not a fan of annualized planning. Notice I did not say yearly. Yes, there are some things you only take care of once a year, but inside the program, I teach you the 12-week planning method because what happens, you, we've all been there, right? January 1st is almost here. And when January 1st comes along and you set that goal or you set that intention or you make that plan, December feels a really far away. So you're like, woo, I got plenty of time, right? But the problem is we give ourselves too much time And it's either easy to do, to put it off because we have so much time or we like, oh, I've got a year. I could do this and this and this and this and this. And I get overwhelmed with all the things that I want to do because it was so much time I was trying to fill and now I don't do anything. Okay. So inside of the program, I like teach you how to do this 12-week planning method. So we actually go through this really specific system to audit, to assess and to assign your business tasks into those daily, weekly, monthly, seasonal workflows. So that way... You can free up wasted time. 
You can free up the brain space, right? The resources that are, that you're wasting when you're just going with the flow, doing what you feel inspired, hoping it gets you somewhere, right? Or that you waste when you're reinventing the wheel every time you sit down <laughs> and hoping you get the same result. Or when you're trying to keep it in your head and you're doing what comes to mind in random order, hoping to remember it all or constantly maybe rewriting your to-do list every, every day or week, right? And then you start at the top and you hope to get to the bottom, but you never really get there, right? Instead, those things that are recurring, we're going to build workflows from. So that way you don't have to think about it all the time. It's on repeat. And guess what? This is going to make it easier to hand off to someone else if you decide you don't want to be a solopreneur for the rest of your business career. Okay. And then you're going to get my eyes on your workflows. I'll show you mine. And then we're going to look at yours and make sure they fit you in your season and your business and your goals and what you want to do. Would that save you some time and frustration? Yeah. Cause you already have limited time, right? So you want to use your work blocks wisely to produce fruit and like I talked about yesterday, still have time to go enjoy life. So this one piece of the whole program can give you back that time that you didn't even know you were wasting because you were being random. And now you're finally going to have consistent action and not be resisting it, right? Because you already have it created and now you're just making it happen, right? And that is going to overflow into increased impact and income, right? Who wants that, right? We're not here to have an unfruitful business. That doesn't build his kingdom. (laughs) that's just wasting our time, right? We could be busy, 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 but if we're not producing fruit and producing fruit fruit that matters and lasts, guess what? It was still a waste, right? And like I said, if you one day don't want to be a one woman business and you want to have a team or a VA or someone who can actually start taking some things off, right? If it's all in your head or random places, then it's going to be really hard to make that transition happen. Now, I'm going to give you something to think about. You might have to wear all the hats for a while but I want you to start sorting your list. I want you thinking ahead. You're thinking like a CEO. We're not just thinking about today. We're thinking not just thinking about tomorrow. We're thinking about a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. Okay, so I want you to start thinking as you're making these lists, what are the CEO tasks, the things that only you can do because of your expertise or the direct role that God has called you to play to best serve your clients? And then what are the non-CEO tasks? What are the tasks that are important? They do need to be done, but guess what? You're not the only person on the planet who can do them. And maybe you're not even the best person to do them. If you are not a graphic designer, yeah, Canva is helpful, but you could end up wasting a lot of time on there that you could have paid somebody not a whole lot or it doesn't matter what you pay them really, right? It, It still is buying you back your time so that you can go do something only you can do, right? So depending on how big your reach grows, right? It may get to the point where, yeah, at this point, you may feel like you can handle everything on your own, right? And you want to, but maybe God's going to grow with your impact and and it's going to be so much more that you're not going to be able to do it all. So we want to start getting that here onto paper into these workflows because this is going to help us be able to hand it off to someone, okay? And CEOs don't wait till January 1st to build out workflows of things that matter, things they should be doing consistently. How many of you consistency is a struggle? right? Like, yeah, most people are going to be like, yeah, I am on the struggle bus when it comes to consistency. I start, I stop, I start, I stop. I do well for a while. And then this happens, or I do for for a while. And then I get overwhelmed. And it's like this, like it's the yo-yo or it's the, what do they call it? The rubber band effect, right? Like, whoa, here I am. And then, whoa, nothing. And then here I am again. And right. Like that is not serving you. You can't sustain that kind of pace when you're a crazy girl. And then when you're doing nothing and you're exhausted and you're frustrated and you're overwhelmed and you like want to run away from it all. That's not what God called us to, right? We said he did not call us to be scattered, stuck, you know, stressed out life and business. And when we're so random like that, that is what is happening. 
Okay. So we're not going to do that anymore. So I want to drop one more bonus that you guys get inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO. Okay. Not only, right, do you get the opportunity to get personalized coaching from me? I like to systemize and strategize, right? I will help you tweak these and we'll keep working on them and working on them until they get to the point where you're like, all right, this is like a well-oiled machine. This is great. And then I guess, guess what? We're still going to reevaluate because you're going to grow. Your business is going to grow. Your life situation is going to change. All of a sudden, somebody got sick. All of a sudden, somebody lost a job. All of a sudden, right? Like you didn't expect something. And now, okay, I got to tweak things. That's okay, right? But here's what you're also going to get. That's like the unnoticed, I think, um, bonus of being a part of a community like we're going to have is that you get input from other faith-centered women entrepreneurs who also have insight and experience from their own success and failures in life and business. How valuable is that, right? To A, know you're not alone, but B, it'd be like, okay, I can learn from other people too, right? That I think is like that priceless, you know, gift that comes along with it. So, okay. I don't know about you, but it feels like we've covered a lot this week, right? We started off saying, believe you're a CEO and we're going to rightly order our thoughts. We said, okay, we're going to balance these roles between life and business and rightly order our priorities. Then we decided, okay, I'm committed. I'm blocking off my business hours. I'm going to rightly order my focus. So I'm not multitasking and trying to do everything at once. And then we're like, okay, I'm building out these workflows and I'm going to focus on the CEO tasks because I'm going to rightly order what I am responsible for as a CEO. And really all of it boils down to this one thing that you're not going to hear from the gurus. That the solution to your busyness and your business is not in getting more organized. It's not found just in your calendar to-do list. We did get there, didn't we? Woo, we finally got to calendar to-do list, but it's about rightly ordering your heart around God's truth and then picking up the right time management tools as the CEO of the life and business that he's called you to. But the question is, you've got a lot up here right now, right? We've heard a lot. We've absorbed a lot. You might be like, oh, like, listen, my brain is full. Are we done? Right? But here's the thing is like, are you ready to actually implement and implement with consistency, right? Because that's really what's going to make a difference. We, we're not going to be a shooting star that, like, you know, here I go. And then I like fade out, die out, right? Like we want to be, I'd rather be consistent. I'd rather be the hair. No, I'd rather be the turtle than the hair, right? The tortoise and the hair, right? So if I can give you one piece of advice that I have to admit that I learned the hard way, you ready for this? CEOs don't do it alone. CEOs don't do it alone. Even solopreneurs who are technically doing business alone, right? We still don't do it alone. And this is one of the things we're going to dive into tomorrow is that if we want to see flourishing and growth and fruit, a CEO is going to plant themselves in an environment that has the system and support they need to get those truth reminders. And as one of my clients says that needed push, get outside your comfort zone, right? Because that's where the growth happens, right? So before I give you today's homework, I want to quick give you a little bonus free gift, okay? If what we've covered the past four days has really resonated with you, if you're like, listen, this is different from what I'm hearing in other places, or you know what? I hear people talking about time blocking, or I hear them talking about balance, like the concepts are the same, but the way you approach it is like, whoa, blowing my mind, right? My heart's like overflowing because you're like bringing God into this. And now I don't feel resistant to it. Now I actually want to do it because it feels so different, Right. And if you've like loved this experience of like us working together and being in the room, whether you're literally in the room live with us, or maybe you're just feeling the, you know, like you're listening to replay and you're like, there are other women out there listening to the same thing. Like that brings us together too. Right. And we're all committed to using our time for God's glory. Right. 
And maybe you sense that difference, right? And inviting him into the conversation to see what he says about your time and what to do with it versus what the world says. And so you love this concept of like building a with God life and business where faith is at the center of it all. Faith is that foundation, that solid foundation we talked about, right? And if you're committed to making your business a success, because it's not a hobby for you, there are a lot of hobby people out there and that's great, but I'm not for hobby people. Okay. I am for people that are like, God has given me this business and I'm not going to waste my time just kind of playing around with it. Now that doesn't mean you have to be making a hundred grand in the next year. It could be, it could be, you're making a million dollars in the next year. That's amazing. Or it could be, you're making a thousand dollars and that's amazing for you. Okay. But it's about your commitment level because you see, this is a calling from him and you want to operate your business without being on the hamster wheel, the busyness, right? All the things I should do. You want to have that purpose, intention, and that faith, right? But you're right now thinking, if all those things describe you, but you're like, Lissa, you've thrown out a lot here this week for me to think about and do, but how do I really put this all together, right? Then here is my gift. And I mentioned this at the beginning, right? Well, first, let me ask you a question. As you sit here right now or listening to the replay, do you already feel like you've gotten some breakthroughs? Do you already feel like you've had some shifts happening? Maybe you haven't seen more numbers coming in right through the bank account, but you're like, oh, that's an idea. Oh, wow. This is affecting this. Oh, this is something I could get more time in, right? Or, or stop wasting time in. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Right? This, this, is, this is this process. It's not an overnight thing that starts happening, right? So my gift to you is that busyness breakthrough call. For us to have a one-on-one conversation, one -on -one conversation about where you are with your time in your life and your business. And how you're struggling to juggle all the things, right? And how you can start getting breakthroughs with where you're stuck and move forward. So if that interests you and you want to do that, so like I said, I, I opened up some spots that I don't normally offer, but I'm doing this just for you. And there, it is timely because that workshop we're doing next week is happening on Thursday. So I would love to talk to you before then. So you can go to redeemhertime.com forward slash breakthrough and go ahead and grab a spot. Okay. Now. Here's the thing, right? This is just that next step of commitment, right? Because CEOs don't wait till January 1st. And so we're going to start talking through, okay, so what would this next year look like? And the reason I ask you to apply is because neither of us have time to waste if you're not serious. And I don't want you to invest a dollar or a minute in one more thing that you're not going to use and you're not going to follow through on because that doesn't serve anybody. Okay. So this is only for people who are serious and you're like, okay, I want to talk. But if you like, you already know that, you know, that, you know, like, Lisa, we're doing this. Let's just, let me go. Right. Then you're just going to go fill out an application at redeemertime.com forward slash coaching. And yeah, you still have to apply. I still don't give you the link right away. I still want to know your level of commitment. I still want to hear what are some of the things you're struggling with. Right. And then we'll go ahead and get started. Okay. So tomorrow we're going to be having tea together and I'll tell you the story behind this tea and why, why I've been referring to this all week, because it's part of my with God business vision. We're going to open up God's word and we're going to see what he has to say about, um, our time and about where we plant ourselves in that environment. Right. And we're going to look at how CEOs put themselves in an environment in order to flourish and be fruitful. So I am super excited about that. I'll be sharing more about the program. If you choose to join us, a lot of the extra bonus things that are inside of there. For those of you who are jumping in now, here's what I want to say, because you may be like, Lisa, this is a really busy time. I don't want to start something right now. So let me just put your mind at ease. Okay. The, the full program will start January 1st, but you do get access to some bonus stuff in December that are things that are going to be to help, help you start getting the ball rolling. 
Okay. But the full on, yep, we're doing co-working sessions. Yep. We're doing coaching calls. Yep. We're reading the books. Yep. Whatever those things are, we'll start in January. Now, remember, we also are going to have 12 months together. Okay. So I am specifically chose 12 months because just like that fruit tree needs the time to produce the fruit, right? We need the time to produce, um, to produce fruit in our business, but also to really shift in our hearts, in our calendars, right? And to really get these new rhythms and workflows and systems, but new ways of thinking and believing and, and seeing the ebbs and flows of a year, right? Because you may have a great quarter and then the next quarter is like, where'd everybody go, right? So we want to kind of ride the tide of all of that, right? And we're not in a rush, right? Because we know that sustained growth is going to be that consistent action over time. And so the more I've looked at my own self and like, what did I need? Yeah, I got a lot of great information from a lot of programs I did, but guess what? I was then on my own really quickly. And you know what happened? That like excitement, that whatever that, you know, I was feeling for a while starts fading, right? I needed the support or I got to a certain point using the program and using what they taught me. Great. But then I had more questions. I was like, Hey, I can't access you anymore. How do I figure this out? Like, I don't want you to be there. Okay. And I've actually learned this by a little trial and error over this past year, because the first time I ran part of the program, we did do it over 12 weeks and it was a lot. (laughs) I mean, we were, we were keeping up to keep, and it was a lot of great information, but then I realized like the implementation piece was, was lacking. And so I continued working with a group of those women for another 12 weeks. And guess what? We got to the end of those 12 weeks. You know what they told me? Lisa, we still need you. (laughs) We still need you, right? And so I was like, then I started really going, okay, Lord, it's not 12 weeks. It's not six months. What is it supposed to be? And, you know, honestly, there was a little bit of fear in me to say 12 months because like, oh my gosh, I'm asking you for a huge commitment. You're going to give me a year of your life, Ah, right? Like that's a lot of time. But if you're serious, number one, you're going to be working on your business the whole time anyway. So why not have the support you need in the process, right? And I really think that's how we're going to get the best result. I'm not here to give you a quick fix and send you off on your merry way. Now, you also, I don't want you to feel like you have to stick with me for the rest of your life either. Eventually, I wanted to teach you to fish and you can go fish, right? But it takes time to really get the roots down and produce the fruit. And that's something really cool that we'll be talking about tomorrow. So, okay, today's homework. Did you think I forgot? (laughs) Did you guys ever sit in class? I was a teacher. I taught middle school. I actually just connected with a woman right before we got on here who also was a middle school English teacher. Anyway, thinking back to my teacher days, you know how you like, you would get to the the teacher talking so she'd forget to give you the homework and then the bell would ring and you're like, ah, see, no homework and whatever. Well, no, you don't, you still get homework. Okay. (laughs) I do not forget. Okay. So if you look at the homework in your workbook, again, my coffee stains make mine a little bit harder to turn, but that's okay. Okay. It's really simple, actually. I'm not asking you to build out a whole workflow, although I hope you have some tools that you could start doing that if you want to. But inside the program, we'll get to that. All I'm simply asking you to decide today, ready for this? One task that you will let go of as a CEO. You are deciding for you in this season, I am letting this go. Now, I will just say this caveat. If this is something you think you might want to pick up later, have a place where you can park it. I call it the parking lot. Right. So maybe it's a notebook where you parking lot this and you're like, you know what, right now I'm not on Pinterest, but I know I want to do it eventually. So it's going over here. And then I know it hasn't gone away forever and I forget about it. Okay. So if you think it's something that you maybe at some point down the road would come back to park it somewhere. Okay. But if this is just something that, you know what, this really isn't, oh, look at that. You're getting a mug brought to you. I'm so jealous. (laughs) Um, Then yeah, just let it go and don't feel guilty about it. And so what if somebody else is doing it or 10 other people are doing it? You decided you're the CEO and God said, yep, I approve. Let's go. Okay. Part two, 
What is a task that you will commit to as a CEO in each of those categories? I would like you to commit to a daily, a weekly, a monthly, and a seasonal. And because now you're starting to think about the frequency of the things you do, right? Instead of it random, oh, shoot, I got to do this. Oh, shoot, I got to do this, right? Case in point, taxes, right? Who waits till tax season? And finally, now you have to go through an entire year's stuff. What if you decided once a season, aka once a quarter, I'm going to pull together the numbers for that quarter? That's all I'm going to worry about, right? That's all I'm, going to, I'm not going to do the whole year. I'm just doing one. Great. Guess what's going to happen when it comes to tax time? Boom, 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 done. Okay, so that could be something. So yeah, maybe it is an annual thing, but if I do this one thing once every so many months, then it's gonna kind of not make it feel so such a big deal. So that's an example of, of, of that, okay? An extra credit would be to build out a workflow that you wanna like, okay, this is one task I need to do. What are the steps and what's the order? You know, what is it that I'm gonna do A, B, C, D in what order? And then start testing that and start being consistent with what frequency you chose and, you know, again, it's like any system in a, in a factory, right? It may get to the point where all of a sudden, you know, like it's not working, the gears aren't working. Then you go in and you do a little maintenance and you figure out where the problem is. Okay. So I can't wait to see what you decide because you're the CEO, right? Of life and business with God's leading, right? So I want you to be sure to share it on today's post. And if you're listening to the replay, make sure you drop your questions there. Okay. So are you coming out encouraged? I did not tell you what to do. Okay. So I did not, I did not, you're not leaving here with my list, but hopefully I've given you some tools to start thinking about what am I going to do when I sit down to my work box, right? So that I'm showing up like the CEO that God has called me to. Okay. Any questions, burning questions on your heart or mind right now, before we sign off for today, keep in mind, there is a Q and a coming on Saturday morning. So you may have questions already piling up, or you may have things that come up between now and then. So put them there or get them to me if you can't be on live. And I will make sure that I, I answer them in the live Q&A and I'll make sure that you get a replay because this replay will not be a public one. It will only be the people who are, um, who are with us. Okay. But does anybody have a question or something that's kind of coming up or maybe an aha? Could, maybe it's not just a question. Maybe it's a, wow. Okay. That was really helpful. I've never thought about that. I could do that. I personally am just excited about having your help for a 12 month period to build out a workflow um, and to like really help me test it and ask me the hard questions. That's just a game changer. I know it's going to be great. So that's, that's all I wanted to say. I'm excited about that. I'm excited that you're in there too. So yes, Ashleyana was one who applied and got approved to see, you know, 95% of the people who have applied have been approved. I had somebody, I had a question on, and so we're doing a little follow-up and stuff like that. So again, I want you to know, like, I'm not just saying yes to anybody who wants to come in because I want your money. Like, that's not what this is about. If I don't feel like you're committed, number one, to your faith, number two, to the roles in life that God has called you to, and number three, to your business, I'm going to say, you know what? I don't know if we're the best fit. There are a lot of other experts you could probably go find some really quick fixes for, right? So yeah, this is not for everybody. And I get that. And not everybody is going to be willing to commit to a year. I have had people tell me I can't commit to a year and I'm not going to judge them. That's totally up to them. But I, there was a piece of me that was like, I'm really sorry to hear that because does that mean you're not committed to your business for the next year? You know, like, and again, there are other things they could be doing. So I'm not, again, judging the fact that this just wasn't the right fit and that's fine. But the fact that it was a year was what put her off. And I was like, okay, totally fine. But yeah, yeah. What is that saying? 
So, and just so you guys know, like the pricing that God has told me to put it out right now, it is, I've already had people tell me it should be like three times that or more, and it will never be this price again. So CEOs don't wait till January 1st. If you have not applied yet, and you want to be able to be part of that at that special pricing, this is my gift to you for being here now. Okay. So make sure that you submit your application, redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. You can read a whole lot more on that page too. I had somebody say, thank you. It was so good to like process through all the stuff in there. So that's why I put it there. You can go through it on your own, right? And the next step is just to apply. You don't even have to enter a, you know, a credit card, right? It's just, hey, do you have a level of interest? And tell me what it is. And it's okay to say, I'm sure, I, I think I might want to do this, but I'm not sure. Like that's okay to say on the application. I want to hear that. And then let's talk about where you are and where you want to be and what's going to help you get there. And if this is the thing that's going to help you get there, right? Okay. So thank you guys for being here, right? Tomorrow we'll be talking about the value of having business besties. So even though technically we're kind of done and tomorrow is like an open house, like if you have a business bestie that you're like, girl, you should have been here all week, but best, you know, like you can still be here tomorrow or still be here Saturday morning. Like, yes, they can still jump in at any point to the open house, to the Q&A, or to binge the replays, okay? So I will see you guys tomorrow at 12 and then on Saturday morning at 9. And if you need links to be able to be on live, make sure you hop in the community, redeemhertime.com forward slash community. Thanks, you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile. And that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.